welcome back to another episode of the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin. I'm Tyler. And we're the pastors at 1208-Bit, and today we are going to be talking about Star Wars. Before we get to that, just a heads up that this podcast is a part of the Jackson Cloud Network. If you're looking for a church that is online during this pandemic, or just in general, two ways you can get involved. First off... 1208-Bit meets Monday nights from 5.30 to 9 o'clock. Uh, it is both online and in person, just whatever works best for you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jackson Cloud, jxncloud.com. You can find our videos as well as this podcast and many others, so you can do that. Likewise, when we are live recording this podcast, we, we put it live on Facebook like we are right now. And for those who are watching on Facebook... Yes, um, nerds, I have been told this is a Chris Evans sweater. What? I don't know. I guess this is like a very niche nerd thing. The knitting community. (laughs) The the nerd knitting community. The nerd knitting community. Apparently, uh, that movie Knives or whatever. Yeah, Knives Out. Knives Out. This is what Chris Evans wears. something, Something very similar to this, which made the knitting community go crazy. So... Oh, well... Now I'll try not to make you all go crazy with my knitting sweater. I think you look hot. Well, thank you for... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, uh, so today we're going to be talking about... Star Wars. Well, well, dub, dub, dub. And I know if I keep singing the song, I will... (laughs) We'll be in trouble copyright-wise, and I will magically start singing Star Trek and not know when it's transitioned. I'm not that kind of person. It happened last time I did it. I'm a big Star Wars kind of guy, so like, uh, you know, I, I could I could sing that all day, man. Well, I especially was a big Star Wars type guy when I was a kid. I had like encyclopedias. It's I like knew the pain. name of AT-AT Walker, AT-ST Walker, you know, yeah. I had all the Legos. Uh, one of the first things I built that was not... Um, was not like instruction manual Legos was me creating my own Star Trek models and I did pretty well at it. Oh, that's cool. So, big into Star Wars, I will be honest, if you're tuning in and you're like, "Oh, Star Wars, I don't know." I I'm not like that deep, but like it doesn't I don't know Star Wars. It doesn't strike me like it used to. I'm starting to rewatch them right now with my kids. And enjoying them. I don't think they're old enough to watch Anakin burn alive yet, but... I hate you! <laughs> this scene is too much for anyone! <laughs> um, but we, we've we watched episode one and episode two, and been enjoying it. I forgot how... P- it's just politics. <laughs> oh, episode two is long, dude. Yeah. Man, and when you to... finally get to the action at the end, you're like too zoned to like really tune in anymore until Yoda pulls out the lightsaber. Then you're like, ah! oh, Yoda pulled out the lightsaber. Did you see this like midnight showing movie theater? When did it come out? Because yeah, probably, but like I guess that would have been probably my high school or middle school. So I probably wasn't like elementary school. Yeah, I probably saw it for sure. So my grandpa always his thing. Um, which I always loved, and it's kind of still a thing now, is that we always went and watched, like, the nerdiest, weird movies that were coming out. So, like, any X-Men movies that were coming out, I remember going to see them at a young age. Uh, I remember the hype around, like, number one and two, but number three was the first one that I, like, vividly remember. Okay. So, I remember when I went to the movie theater to see episode two, Midnight Showing, you know, we're, we're waiting for it. When Yoda pulls out the lightsaber, you're like, the whole place is like, ah! you know, just like losing their minds. So whenever you go and you get a really good audience for uh, like a midnight showing, like it makes the movie 8 million times better. Oh, for sure. Uh, the Simpsons movie I saw. That was great. Life. And like yeah. in, in like Detroit area, people were cracking up like the whole time. It was, and then... Lord of the Rings, I remember going to see, and it wasn't starting on time, but the audience was just the best audience, because, like, a guy comes in, he's like, hey, everyone, we know it's taking a while, and he's like, let's go to the other theater! (laughs) (laughs) And and 
And he's like, you could go into one of our other rooms, but they haven't started yet either. And it just goes quiet, and the guy's like, let's do it anyways! <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah! <laughs> so whenever you get like a really good audience, it makes the movie that much better. But Star Wars always had kind of like that, we're here, it's opening night, what's going to happen? Oh yeah, thing? and you're you're like allowed. It's like the one time at the movie theaters, like opening night for these big hype movies. Now it's the Avengers, you can do the same thing. But yeah. like you're allowed to just go crazy when things happen and nobody's upset at you because everyone else like starts to go crazy too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm usually the person that is, is just genuinely going like, yeah, oh, that's crazy, and like flipping <laughs> out. And it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, so like... I didn't really do that with Star Wars in the first three movies. Like, there was never a moment, because I hadn't really, like, grown up with them at that point. Like, they were still very new and fresh. And I was kind of like, oh, this is really good. Like, I was, like, in that moment, like, when everybody probably watched the first Star Wars movie, they were like, oh, this is a good movie. Episode one, when you say first no, Star Wars? No, four, fourth. Okay, all right, all right. Fourth episode, A New Hope. Ironically, as much as we all make fun of Jar Jar Binks. I have probably seen episode one a million times more than all the other ones. Really? I was a kid when that came out, and Jar Jar was the reason I watched it. Oh. <laughs> so, like, as much flack as we give Jar Jar, so once works. upon a time, it was exactly what us kids were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... When I was a kid, I never had a problem with Jar Jar. It wasn't until I got older and was like, okay, yeah, he gets really annoying. The fart jokes really don't fit into a... Star Wars movie as well as it probably could have, but honestly, it didn't really annoy me. I just when you when you get to the theories of like, what about Darth Jar Jar, <laughs> right? I'm like Darth Binks. I'm like, oh man, Look, I I'd watch it, man. I need it. Like, <laughs> man, I wish that would have happened. That just needs to be a non-canonical Christmas release. Because like, think, Darth Jar Jar. Because <laughs> like, think what could have happened there, like. Imagine how mind-blown all these people who were, like, hating on the first movie for Jar Jar. They're like, oh, man, that was way less entertaining than I thought. And Jar Jar, what a weird character. Why are they doing fart jokes? And then episode two, instead of, like, Count Dooku walking in kind of a thing and it being Count Dooku, Darth Jar Jar just appears. Misa back! I, I don't think maybe using that kind of voice would work. Misa. Misa no, That would be boss less, though. But know? I think it would be great to just... Not even... Like, he doesn't have that kind of, like, accent anymore. He, like, just has this, like, crackled voice. And it's just the cat guy who, like, does, Misa like, the mocap for him. <laughs> Misa. He doesn't have to say Misa. Misa. Well, but then he... Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Uh, you need it needs to be humorous enough. <laughs> I don't think it needs to be humorous. Non-canonical Darth Binks. Okay, well if you're gonna Christmas do, there's special. two different ones. Then we got to do two. One where it's just jokingly making like doing a Jar Jar thing, but one where it's like seriously taking it to like Jar Jar could have actually been a like powerful Sith Lord. Here comes Jar Jar. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I loved. Uh, that theory but i really the, the third one was the one i got into but honestly the thing that really made me like stick with star wars like i was like this is my jam and it's one of my top three i think you posted that on uh we first posted that on the nerd church uh, yeah let us know your top three fandoms on our facebook page top three lots of people commenting there yeah so uh it's it's one of my top three uh with tolkien um and uh and the other one you can look it up on there um <laughs> you don't remember no because i had to fight between like 40 of them <laughs> yeah that's true okay. um so i i I have a top, good top three, but Star Wars and Tolkien are, like, on there for sure. And uh, what got me into it, though, was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. This is the is Cartoon Network or something? Nope. Wait, is this a book or is it nope. the... Well, what? Oh, the PC game? Yep. Oh, those graphics did not age well. <laughs> it still plays great. Um, I, I own it. I think it was, like, re-released on Switch. It was. No, yeah. not on Switch. Well, maybe it was. I think it was. I think it came out on all of them. Yeah. All the consoles at this point. It's yeah. really good, though. It's one of the best stories Star Wars has ever done. Revan and Malak are such great, um, like, Sith Lords that, like, 
you can it's not that you sympathize with them but you understand their struggle and how they came to being a part of the dark side more um you start to understand what gray jedi are in like the old uh old legendary lore that doesn't exist anymore because they redid the lore series with star wars if you understand that if you've been a part of star wars you understand that if not basically what they did is they said okay all these old comics and old stories we're going to do away with that as, like, canon anymore. We're not going to have that as canon. What we're actually going to do is we're going to start up a new canon. We're going to call that, like, legacy. And that's our legacy stuff. That's what, in the past, that's our, like, legend lore. So, like, it might be true in the real world. Those, those That might be the history, but we haven't confirmed it yet. Maybe you can use that as, like, the way people kind of, like talk about you know oh well there, there were these sith lords called revan and malik back in the the old republic that and that's how we're supposed to talk about it now so it's not canon it's just uh, a lore bit and it could be real it could not be real depending on if they decide to confirm it well i'm so excited because they have um they've confirmed gray jedi or revan and malik they have confirmed they've been moving very close to Revan and Malak. And if they're going to go closer to them, they're going to have to tap more into Grey Jedi, um, which is really exciting. Um, well, it's not really a Grey Jedi. It's just someone that accepts the power from both the dark side and light side, um, which has nothing to do with, like, Christianity. So, like, don't don't think this is like, I'm taking on hell, and that's great. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the power of Satan. Like, that's not what he's saying, guys. It's, it's, it's this... Um, this is taken from more of a mm, Buddhist kind of approach that like there are negative things in life. There are positive things. They aren't necessarily always good and bad. It's not always good and evil. Um, I like that the reason you even need to clarify is because so many churches have taken Star Wars as like a yeah. Let's preach through all of the oh the Force. It's like the Holy Spirit. You know, it's, it's not. <laughs> was it didn't lucas base a lot of it more off buddhism or yeah something? it's all it's all based off of like more asian religions yeah. um which fits more if you start to look at like how it's written and how kind of how these these religions fit in with the, these government like governmental authorities in the world and how that all kind of works yeah it's definitely more of an that still is the weird part about episodes one through three like as i'm watching with my kids i'm like I don't think my kids care <laughs> about politics. That's why Jar Jar is there. The political <laughs> religion, like, grand landscape of, of these three movies. I loved it as a kid, though. Like, going back and, like, I... They didn't, like, confirm my love for Star Wars like Knights of the Old Republic did. But, man... I love the, the prequels. I know a lot of people give them a lot of crap, and they're like, oh, well, you know, original Star Wars is the only Star Wars, which, you know, whatever. That sad if you only want the original three movies to be the only source of material of the Star Wars world. Like, okay. I'm, I love Star Wars just in general. So, like, the new movies, what do you think about those? I didn't mind them. I have plenty of complaints, but, like, they were... I, I mean, the only, I, I didn't even know we were at the end of that story arc. So like, we're not really, well, I just was like, all right, Ray's story's done. I was like, what? We Her just story's not done. started this three years ago. We took like nine years on all the other stories. What do you mean you're done? Her, <laughs> so, her story's not done. It's not done. No. Okay, so, I uh, this was the end of the Skywalker, like saga okay so they were basically saying like okay we've been doing trilogy movies that have been uh like all about skywalkers it's time to kind of move on past like the skywalker saga and and start delving into new ground in the star wars world which i appreciate um because like i love the skywalkers and all don't get me wrong but man it's kind of boring like compared to the rest of the world that exists around star wars it's like yeah, Luke was great. You know, Anakin was a good guy and then a bad guy and then a good guy. Cool. Rey chooses to, to be a Skywalker, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's more symbolic, I guess, than anything. But kind of accepted into the family. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of complaints, too. Um, but did it ruin my experience of the movies? No. Yeah, I wouldn't say it did that. I mean, my complaints in the first three were essentially that 
Anakin when he gets sappy, it's so hard to watch. Like <laughs> it's, it's just so bad. I, I love you. Your skin is soft. You know, it's just like stop it. Your stop skin, it. What is your problem? Your skin's so soft. What, what was that line? I, when I watched the second one, is that what he says? Yeah, he says your skin is so soft. I was like, oh gosh, don't don't do it. What a weird thing <laughs> to tell someone. Your skin is so soft. And then by I like, love you. Now that I'm watching it as an adult. Watching the second episode was weird because it's like, your skin's soft. I'm really bad at flirting. And then Sand, I so. went and murdered an entire town. <laughs> okay, I'm going to marry you by the end of this. <laughs> like, by the them. end of that movie, not by the end of everything. Just like, you've been through a lot today. Let's get married. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I killed them all. The women and children, too. Bro, that's hot. No, that's Bro, that's, that's the way it comes across in the way, <laughs> but because within that one movie that they still like get married, I'm like, uh, you needed to deal with some of your darkness, man. <laughs> Strange that George Lucas doesn't know how to write for uh, romance. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that you know my main complaint in the first ones was just I couldn't take his flirting acting as an actor, like it drove me nuts, and also the writing on the flirting was not good either. But oh. but like. Sand is so coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Do you like me now? <laughs> Do you like me now? With the the latest movies, the first one just felt like so much of copying the original three, you know. And it also just because it was like, oh, we're blowing up a Death Star again. Oh, we're back on Hoth. Oh, we're learning the same people. And it also hurt me because like the original three Star Wars, I felt like we've almost conquered the dark side <laughs> and when this one starts it's like we literally have done nothing you know <laughs> no that that definitely that, that definitely expresses a lot i think a lot of the community really hates those newer films because like it just it kind of ruins that that climax that you got at the end there, of there's literally no climax yeah. by the time these new ones start you're like oh vader was just like some guy then like <laughs> yeah which the emperor really... didn't matter at all but he did because apparently he's still alive and that's that's where it gets weirder because in the second movie uh it's fault with well i just i didn't like how luke's character i i under you could change luke's character i felt like the way in which they did it like that's not strong enough for him to be like forget it and then the third movie the empire yeah. that you hardly touched at all in the first movies rises in the most giant like war ever, and then you beat it with no problem. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it was that was what? really anticlimactic. I think so. I was okay with one and two, the first movie of the last trilogy, and the second movie of the last trilogy. I was actually really okay with. I was I, fine with all of them. I'm just saying what I was. Well, I was—I would actually say that I really liked the first. The Force Awakens was, first of all, just amazingly well done. Um, it reintroduced the world. It gave us some familiar things. Like I was totally okay and totally fine and totally happy with them, like redoing a Death Star kind of a thing. It was fun to do. It was a fun experience. It was just like getting back into Star Wars again because they haven't done it in so long, and it felt so refreshing to have a Star Wars movie, you know. And then the second one came out, and it was very like back and forth as to whether or not it was good, right? Like, oh, there's so many people saying that, like, oh, that director was just terrible, they need to redo it. Um, there's just so many things that he left open. But honestly, I thought the second one, even though there were some plot holes, like, why do the ships just continue to, like, do the same speed? Why don't they just speed up a little bit? <laughs> you know? Well, light's a universal speed, Tyler. They're not traveling light speed, oh, though. Oh, they're traveling parsecs or something. Yeah. So, like, they could have moved forward. The problem is, though, it's really not... That doesn't, like, annoy me because it's like... I I didn't think about that while I was watching the movie at all. I was able to, like, suspend my disbelief, which is a part of fiction, you know? So I was able to suspend that. Um, I thought it was so cool to watch Leia, like, pull herself back in and keep herself alive in space. I was like, dude, like... Because because Carrie Fisher had passed away, like R.I.P. and but because she had like passed away, everyone thought she was gonna be dead, right? Yeah. So like it was it was cool to see her kind of like become this person that was able to like pull herself back to the ship to be able to be um, doing something extra and like being strong and like her going out very strong, like her character went out very powerfully. Um, 
even though she does end up dying in the third one, right? But, like, I thought that was so well done. I loved it. Every second of that movie. When I was so excited, the, the scene where they're all fighting inside the, um, the da, 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 palace room, right? That was so cool. Like, so many cool shots. There wasn't one really bad shot, though, where a dagger just, like, disappears. But I didn't see that when I first watched it, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, once somebody, like, sits there and tries to analyze everything, yeah, things do get messed up sometimes. But I was okay with it. Uh, I really enjoyed the second one. The third one, though, is where it just was like, you didn't set any of this up. Yeah. There's just... How did the, how did the Emperor just make a bunch of starships? That had like, and they all had cannons on them. Cost quadrillions of dollars, and <laughs> they all have cannons on them that are like all Death Star level. Yeah, and I'm just like, and it's just so massive. What? And finally, you're like, okay, no wonder they didn't touch any of this. Yeah, right. And then they just take it out, and you're like, Whoa. yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Ray's just like apparently, a bunch of little X wings. <laughs> apparently, flying. when you go from one lightsaber blocking blocking lightning. It's, it's like, oh no, I'm almost there. I can almost block this lightning. <laughs> That's why Mace Windu failed. is because he didn't have a second lightsaber to put there. And then when he did, it, Darth Sidious was just all like, oh no, and he didn't have Anakin there. He couldn't be like, Anakin, save me. Oh, I'm just a poor, weak old man. So he, he died, and everything died, and... And Ray was victorious, which was just kind of like, they were, everyone was already saying like, Ray's a Mary Sue. And I'm like, no guys, like she, she's been through a lot. Like she's had to deal with her family and everything. You know, it's cool to watch this character, especially a female character being a lead in Star Wars. And then the third movie was just like, no, she's a Mary Sue for sure. And I'm like, oh, come on guys. Like you didn't have to do that to us. Yeah. There was a lot of weird, just, uh, if, I mean, just as Anakin was hard to watch romantically for me. What's his face was hard to watch romantically for me. <laughs> Who? Uh, Kylo Ren. Yes. <laughs> you, Dude, I was huge Raylo. Well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Did not get much of that feel from these movies at all. I was getting that the so entire time. So when they like kiss, <laughs> I'm like, what on earth just happened? <laughs> like I was so that was so left field for me. I was like, seriously? That's like I saw a little tension. A little tension, but that, no, I, so, like... I saw it, like, the entire time I was like, man, these two have, like, serious romance, like, going on. <laughs> I, I was not getting that He's vibe, constantly so. trying to reach out to her through the forest. Once he realizes he can, he's, like, doing it, like, every day. He's sure, like, but imagine, imagine, imagine you're me, and you're not getting this vibe yeah, no, strongly at all. And at the peak of the movie, he's like, I love you. <laughs> I was like, they, just start, they don't even say I love you, he just what? starts making out with her. <laughs> I, I was like, what on earth just happens. <laughs> but like, I think it like for me like as a person that saw it it made a lot of sense cuz like for them to start like making out and everything and start kissing it made a lot of sense because like he was saying you know I thought I was saving you. I thought that like by us like working together I was kind of throwing away this idea that there was a light versus dark, right? He was kind of getting rid of his past is what he was trying to do. And he was saying that the entire time. But Ray was able to show him like by healing him like no, it's not about... It, there is a distinctive, like, good versus evil here. And what you've been doing is evil. It's bad. And he finally gets that recognition of seeing, you know, Han. Um, and he's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, no, I've... I haven't had the strength to see this. And it took someone willing to save what is someone that's so... Like, he shouldn't have been redeemed. Well, he didn't want to be redeemed. Um... But she redeemed, she was able to say, like, hey, you, I'm not going to be the one that kills you. Like, I'm going to save your life. We're going to be good. You, We're going to be fine. To where he came back to the light, he was so appreciative, and he already had this, like, romantic, like... For me, it was like, I could see this. They were trying to, like, hold hands and stuff like that. I know other people probably didn't see it that way. They were probably like, oh, they're just going to, like, try to touch hands. But, like... For me, it was like this moment of like they're they're reaching out to each other because they have such a strong force bond, which is another thing from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, so a force bond also usually um, involves like romantic feelings as well. So like you, your minds are this so become explains like, the Luke and Leia thing in the first movie. Just just kidding. 
That's gross. They kissed in the first movie. We all know it's weird when they decided they were brother and sister. They didn't kiss in the first movie. Like on the cheek or something. Maybe. But they kissed on the lips in the second movie. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause so Luke, it's even weirder then. Luke gets rescued um, and, and is in a Kalto tank um, getting healed up. And then he, when he gets out and everything, uh, he's like laying down and Han's like... Whatever, princess. I don't even like you. You're ugly. Whatevs. And then Leia's like, Classic hud. And then Leia's like, Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna kiss. I'm gonna kiss your friend here instead of you, and uh, to make you jealous. And then so she just like just smacks like Luke right on the lips. And everyone at the time was like, Oh, Luke and Leia. That's gonna be a thing. And they're like cheering for. It. They're like, Yeah, get it. And then uh, the third movie comes out. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> did they... Did... And, and then we're supposed to... We're supposed to think that George Lucas, the guy who wrote Brother and Sister Kissing on the Lips in a movie, was going to write a good romance story in the first trilogy, in the one, two, and three? I it's don't think so. It's getting so soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So I like the new trilogy. I like the prequels. Uh, the the my least favorite movie is in a debate between Episode Two and Episode Nine. What's your What's your least favorite movie of the Star Wars tr- Star Wars trilogies? Least favorite movie, you say? Mm, uh, you know, I don't remember much about Episode Eight, so. It must have not like super stuck with me. I the guess. Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, I've also only seen Episode Three once, so. Are you about to say Episode Three is your least favorite? I haven't seen it in a long. I remember literally nothing about it, man. Okay, so... let's talk about most favorites. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I always loved Return of the Jedi, which, from what I understand, is not one people like from the first trilogy. As yeah, much, no, that's the, like most people's least favorite. Yeah. I just like the, the flying around scene at the beginning. Man, it's been a long time. I used to know all these. The flying around scene at the beginning, guys. What, what was it called? The, the, the when, flying around scene no, at the, the beginning. No, the thing you get on. The, the, oh, the, no. The flying around We've scene both forgotten. No, they're bikes. They're the... the oh, speeder bikes. Thank you. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed that one. The, the older I got, the more I was like, eh, that episode wasn't that great. But, <laughs> I don't know. Episode 8... I felt like it got convoluted by some of the extra, like, let's go gambling on the horse races. That, w- that part so, of like, that movie me, was bad for me, yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, what is this about? And then we meet this new character. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> so, like, okay. And then we yeah. find out Ray's just a normal person because that's what the director was going for. Next director didn't like that, changes it or whatever. So, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't. So, episode two for me felt like we didn't fully know what we were doing episode two episode eight episode two of the latest it's kind of like we didn't know what we're doing but i guess if you're going to say what's my least favorite star wars movie i might opt more for rogue one or han so or solo yeah i liked rogue one a lot solo i'm actually the more i watch it the more i like it but you said your favorite was return of the jedi my favorite original I don't know what I'd say my favorite is at this point. Of all of all the Star Wars movies, yeah. my favorite of all the Star Wars movies is Episode Three. Um, I think it just has the best like lightsaber like fighting. It looks so cool. I believe the acting is actually really on point. Um, I, I think that Ian McGregor, McGregor's um, Obi Wan is perfect for Obi Wan in that movie. Um, everything that I loved about the original trilogy kind of culminates in episode three it's this moment this rise of this empire that you've been that's been looming in the in the shadows for so long in the first and second episode and while episode two wasn't my favorite to watch um it was necessary in getting to this third movie that was so powerful just like even though there's so many like cheesy lines of you know only sith deal in absolutes that's an absolute obi-wan come on um (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, there are so many cheesy lines, but 
I'm okay with cheese a little bit. I like cheese. I think it's a funny, I think it's fun to have like, to be able to sit there during the movie and be like, this is great. And then to be able to go after the movie and be like, that was such a stupid line. And like, be able to have both. It's it's actually kind of nice. Um, so I liked episode three. However, so Solo, getting back to that, since you taught, brought it up. I urge everyone to go back and, and re-watch Solo. Watch it like with good lighting on your TV and everything, because I, I will admit some of the editing was poor with keeping things dark in some areas. And this, there are stupid things like, how do you get his blaster? How do you meet Chewbacca? How did he run through the of my Parsec run? <laughs> yeah, but like when he's fighting with them and <laughs> no, I, I think it's done well. I'm, that's where you I was speak going. Wookie? That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The idea is, like, a lot of people are like, oh, that's such so stupid. How do you get the last name Solo? And that's, like, those are really stupid sometimes. But the way everything is done, even though, you know, why did all this have to happen within, like, a week of each other? Like, these are all the things that, like, Han Solo's known for. Um, it shouldn't all be happening at one small amount of time, right? I agree. So that's the one point that you have against it is there's a lot. It's just a weird like mash of all these things. We, there are some things we didn't need to know. But honestly, man, honestly, rewatch Solo. It is really well done. Uh, just the way everything happens. It's one of my. It's becoming one of my favorite Star Wars like movies. Just because, yeah, it's weird. It doesn't really like fit in with other Star Wars like stories. But like honestly, man. That feels nice. I I like something refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I think I I've been This is how I felt like with with Marvel for a while is like Marvel, give me something that is so like left field. Like <laughs> like give me a ghost story or a detective mystery, you know, like mm -hmm. that doesn't belong it doesn't feel like it belongs in cuz that's one of the cool things about the comics is it's just like well, we're going to do a special one-off here that just does not belong in our genre at all. You know, and, like, that's when Star Wars was, like, now we've got, you know, Solo. And it, it, it by the end, it was kind of more of a little bit of a mystery-ish, if I remember. Or at yeah. least had a twist by the end. You know, it like, was... Oh, okay, yeah. It was more like a mystery kind of, like, yeah. thing. And... So, like, I was excited for that. I think it just didn't, like pop quite as much as i wanted or meeting the characters at a younger age didn't strike me as like awesome as i hoped it would well, be or something it's a know. classic cowboy story yeah so like if you think about it as like a cowboy that's kind of like he had this like the, i think the problem is you see his past too much yeah. in the beginning like they kind of over explain a lot of things is where the problem comes from because like in a classic cowboy kind of western because um, they have the, you know, they're going to go steal from a train, and they have those scenes, and it's really cool, and it's fun. He gets his partner, you know, and it, it's a really cool, like, idea to have this all happening, because they're going to, you know, rob this train, they're going to do the parsec run because he has to kind of a thing, and he's kind of learning as he goes. Um, I, I just think that, that those moments of, like, doing the Western idea, they, they were getting there. Because, like, you know, Mandalorian wasn't out yet. You know, and Mandalorian is, oh man, we're gonna have to do a whole thing on Mandalorian on its own because like Mandalorian is good. I still need to watch any of it. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just yelled that right in the mic. Sorry, podcast viewers. Uh, I've only wow. seen the pilot episode and I fell asleep halfway through, so I haven't what? seen the whole pilot episode. Chayman. I also knew Baby Yoda already existed because it was really be. Behind. That's the first episode. I know, but I didn't get like the, oh, I can't wait for episode two. Because I'm like, yeah, Baby Yoda, this chicken nuggy guy or whatever. Oh, dude, it's so <laughs> good. It's it's everything I wanted Star Wars to be for so long. Fine, I'll watch it. It Gosh. is the best. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm, I got to watch the newest episode still. I'm going to probably do that tonight. I'm going to watch it and text it before you. Okay. Watch it. That'd be sad, but okay. Um, <laughs> but what I do is I go sometimes and I'll buy popcorn from the movie theater, and then I'll come back home and watch it and eat it. I don't want to go popcorn. to the movies. I do, too. To movies. No, because i got to go to my mom's house. and She can come, too. They're over in Three Rivers, so that's kind of you know like an hour and a half away. So. It's fine. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll let her know. 
Sorry, hey, Mom, continue. Manda- uh, Mandalorian. Me too. <laughs> yeah, we can do a we can do a whole thing on the Mandalorian at some point because I, I I think there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, um, theologically and like religiously through those because they do stick to like that Western kind of archetype, um, in a lot of their like episodes. So there's a lot of things we could do with um, more religious aspects, but sort of going into like that religious. Um, like talking point and i know it's gonna be hard because everyone's gonna be like what are you talking about this is star wars there's no christianity in it and i'm like i know there's been a million messages preached around star wars we can do this so like fine i'm not a i'm not a person that will be like oh light side and dark side that's god versus satan because it's not um it's totally different i think the aspects of of star wars that like most genuinely relates to like Christianity in any kind of way is the idea of like the Jedi order in the prequels. And this is, this is going to sound really strange, but I think it's a great critique for the church today. And I, I hope that we can like learn from these prequels that everyone was so against. We as Christians should watch this and go, this is a religious order that had such power within the government that they were able to to stick with these people, to be alongside them and work with these the Senate and work alongside um, these lawmakers, um, and even so much as to fight in wars with them. And guys, uh, Christians, friends, we have chaplains in the army. We have religious leaders in our Senate, in our Congress. And uh, oftentimes, our religion is being used as a puppet for Satan. Satan's controlling these people through through mismanipulation that Christianity is something that is so stretched and pulled from what it really should be. Um, and we see that the same thing happening with the Jedi. They're able to be led so far astray because they have this idea of this code that doesn't actually fit with what they believe, right? They want to protect people. They want to they want to make sure that um, their communities are safe. They want to make sure that um, there's peace and that they're able to um, to fully like follow the force, you know. And I would say that the force is almost our we would they're trust in the force is like our trust in god overall it's not like the force is like just the holy spirit or something like a lot of churches will say it's it's more of our pursuit towards um what perfection would be um and what this perfect world would be if we trust more in god if we can lean more into god then we can become stronger and more powerful and then in the same way that's that's kind of what the jedi learn right if i can trust more in this force if i can trust more in in um the power that it wields and if i can learn to hone this force then i can become more powerful and i can protect those that need protecting it's the same way for Christians, and I urge, especially people within politics or people that are voting um, in elections, people that are trying to better the local governments, because those are so important, and it, it it's the exact same as, as our large government um, offices. It, it can be corrupt, and the local governments is where you see the most systemic racism happen. And that's where those ordinances become major problems, is because we allow our local governments to be corrupted right so we as christians can't stand for that guys um we kind of have to be very strong in saying that we are against very much so opposed to this idea that one of us is going to become a savior and going to save us all from the evils of who we hate um because we shouldn't be hating we shouldn't hate. There, there, there should be no hate within us. That, that's not of God. Hate is not something that God does. God doesn't hate you. You know, God doesn't hate others. He doesn't hate what He created. He, he's been disappointed, sure. He doesn't hate. And when we, so when we bring up these people, we choose a chosen person. Um, and you know, I, a lot of people think that Donald Trump was was chosen for his office, right? That's been a lot of. Um, a lot of Christian-like idea is that someone is, is chosen for the office by God. Um, 
I don't necessarily think that's something that we should be looking to in, in that, right? We shouldn't be looking to the world uh, to choose a king for us. And I think the Old Testament kind of proves that the most uh, when the Jews are sitting there and they're like, bring us a king, God, bring us a king. We need a king. We need someone to rule over us and, and be powerful. And, and God's like, I'm already here, guys. <laughs> I'm your king. Uh, why do you want a king? And they're like, no, we need a king, God. You don't understand. No, we, we, we don't need someone in political power to be our king. We have a king. That's Jesus. The king isn't the person who's sitting on a political throne. There's no savior that's going to come into power and save us from these evils. God has given us the power, given all of us the ability, if we choose to use it, to fight off these evils. With love. With a sense of being able to just give up your wants, your big desires, right? Your your desire for evil, the desire for hate, those kinds of things, those wants. Um, give up the things that you um, you crave outside of the good. Give up those hates. Give up those um, corruptions. And to trust fully in a God instead of a prophecy in these cases, right? Well, sometimes, at least within the charismatic church, there's been a whole lot of Trump prophecy that... This is why the Bible says to test every word, because yeah. at least when I hear it, I'm like, this conflicts so much with Scripture just without even chewing on this word. Like, I <laughs> I don't know what to... I don't even know where to, like... I wouldn't even, like, take this into my life, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I do understand if you're going to... You can be a Christian getting involved in politics, trying to influence it in yeah, that's totally you know, positive ways and loving ways and trying to create ordinances that will make differences and whatnot. But yeah, I think the world, I think Christendom, which I'm not, I don't get it really at all, <laughs> but like this like Christian American mindset that like has married somehow our politics with Jesus it gets so convoluted so quickly and confused and misses so many points and overlooks so many failures Yeah, <laughs> that it just, yeah, it, it implodes upon itself. Or it's trying to marry power for the sake of trying to change the world and is giving itself in many ways over to satanic power and attempts to get it at times. So. Yeah, and like, the one thing I wanted to say about prophecy, right, mm -hmm. is that the prophecy in in Star Wars that there was going to be this person who would come and balance the Force, it was correct. And no one was thinking about what that meant. No one was challenging that word of prophecy. Why was it there? Who, like, why, why was there one person that needed to balance the Force at this time? Well, apparently in Star Wars, that was a balance to... There was more evil. Well, no. Think think about who was really evil at that current time. Oh, okay. The Jedi Order was terribly corrupt. They didn't have any good systems. They weren't helping anybody. They were starting wars and going to war. The Jedi shouldn't be warriors. They're they're monks. They're they used lightsabers as a way to defend, not a way to attack. And they've been doing they've been doing this for centuries now. They've been oppressors. They put themselves in high places on the top of Coruscant. Coruscant is a city that is built on top of slavery, on top of all of these terrible systems below it. There's so much going on below them. And if you look in those scenes, there's so much happening below the temple. We never get to see it in the movies. But like, think about where they put themselves. They put themselves on a pedestal. They became this thing, look at me, look how powerful I am, look how good I am, look how much I stand for you. Um, and they became this corrupted force that the force decided needed to be stopped. And that's why the original trilogy meant so much to a lot of people. Like when the first one's like kind of told this story of this ending of this great power, this great evil that came over the world. Um, the Jedi were the ones who allowed that evil to exist.
Hmm. Um, they they brought about something they didn't necessarily want, but they weren't against it. They didn't stand against these this evil coming to, coming at them. They they didn't keep their ears and eyes and heart open to something like that happening. They accepted this prophecy as being completely positive for them, completely taken upon them as this glorified thing that they're just going to keep growing and getting stronger. Um, and I think that's just, you know, it's not 100% lines up with Christianity, right? But I think that it definitely is a warning for what prophecy can do. You know, don't don't take prophecy that you, you've 100% always got the right answer. I think that, especially in the Old Testament, we see so many times where people are like, this is what's going to happen. And then they're like, okay, cool, it's going to happen. Great, well, I'm going to go this way. And he's like, no, you didn't understand. I the If you, do, if you don't do that, it's not, not going to... Okay, well... Well, like with Jesus, right? They yeah. miss. They heard all the prophecies yeah. about his son being born. They're thinking power. They're thinking we're going to be in charge. We're going to take over. And then Jesus shows up and <laughs> preaches the opposite tactics. And everyone's left like, that guy must have not been the savior, right? And that's that what guy. the church still does today. That's why yeah. it's so painful. Yeah. Is like, well, okay, so... Jesus came that way back then, but he's going to show up right now and completely obliterate all of his morals. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're doing the same thing. Yeah, no, that's all good point. And I think even the prophetic side of this, like, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of prophetic words going around from supernaturally minded churches right now. And it is, it is killing my head because yeah. <laughs> on one hand i'm like man you guys taught me to listen to the holy spirit so i'm trying to listen to you but like sometimes what you say seems accurate but i think you're missing the interpretation other times you're you know like it seems like you're just completely speaking out of your own flesh and now i'm like how often are you hearing the spirit <laughs> versus your own flesh? There's just a lot of there's a lot of confusion out there right now. Uh, there's some words that come out like where I feel like if you're in the church, you can say like that word might have been correct, but it seems like your skin would take it a different way than my skin would take it. So like yeah. for example. There's one guy, he's pretty well known, um, and like on election day posted a video, he's like, man, I just feel the Holy Spirit talking to me all morning, just saying, you know, <laughs> that, that Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that's all Trump does, you know? <laughs> and then in his mind, suddenly he's like, so... You know, if you vote to kill babies, you're not even a Christian. And I was like, well, hold up. <laughs> First off, I'm not voting to kill babies. No one on the other side is like, I mean, at least Christian-wise, nobody's like okay no. with that. And there might be some, of course. But like, same word, Satan comes, steal, kill, and destroy. On one side, you're like... I feel like that's what Trump has done to all of us. <laughs> and then on the other side, there's like, this is what Biden will do to all of us. So I'm like, could this be a genuine word from the spirit? Maybe. Could it be the force would be balanced, you know, like where yeah. everyone's hearing something different or not seeing it. It's a confusing time to be alive. <laughs> and it's a confusing time to try to dissect any words that come around. And I personally lean very heavily into the test every word that is given these days and try to hope to be a bit more like yoda you know like they come along this is what can like surprises me in the original trilogies as i'm re-watching them like when i watched it as a kid it's like anakin has so many midi calorians like man he's gonna be so like he could be very helpful like, Jamin, you idiot. <laughs> He's Darth Vader. You know where this goes. <laughs> He'd be but, so helpful. But as older Jamin, I'm only listening to Yoda this time, who's, like, the only voice of, like, skepticism, who's like, 
Mm, I sense bad things come. Like, no Yoda, many calorians, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, as I'm older now, I'm like, man, Yoda saw, like, the future of what was coming and was more skeptical of it. And as he, like, uncovered, hey, we built this clone army, he's like, what's going on? You know, like, he, he seemed more... In tune? In tune, even if he would be a part of the problem. Yeah, he failed, but I mean... Yeah. But he also is like... He know, recognizes that it's coming and he's trying to figure out what it is. He's yeah. the... What's his face? The Pharisee... I forget his name. Nicholas? No, I don't know. Anyways, there's a Pharisee that goes to meet with Jesus at night. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, to talk about, like, what do you mean being born again? Can we come out of the womb twice, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's a Pharisee. He's of the people who will kill Jesus. But you keep seeing in him, like, this... Tell me more. I feel like I'm missing something. You know, like... Yeah. He's the Yoda of yeah, the no, group, for sure. if you would. That, yeah. That's a... Yeah. Wow. Even more, uh, yeah. I feel like, uh, with, with it, when it comes to this idea, like when Yoda was coming through there, yeah, he he definitely like contributed a lot to Anakin's um, eventual fall, especially in his his like teachings were very. When Anakin comes to him and says, "And is like, hey man, I'm uh, not feeling that great. I think I just killed a bunch of people, and uh, everything's." pretty bad right now um i'm really conflicted and yoda's like well stop being conflicted you're a jedi come on man and anakin then just is like oh yeah you're right i just need to like push through kind of a thing i think that's one of the that's i think that's what why yoda feels so bad in those the original trilogy why he's so reluctant to train a jedi is because he i feel like he kind of gave up at that point, you know? And I think that's what Luke was supposed to look like. Like, I just did all this work. Why is there another... Like, why is there an empire still? I destroyed the empire. I did all this work and I failed? How did I fail? You know? Um, so I think it kind of, like, teaches that, like, rhyming um, that, that George Lucas kind of goes through. And I really love that kind of storytelling. Um, I think it's really fun and I think it's refreshing because I think a lot of the world... Um, fiction that we hear tends to try to just be new every single time or when they try to be when they do try to do something they just do it the exact same and then just like template it over and over again we're not people who try to like take something and like just, you, you don't want it to be the same but you want it to resemble what it was right we don't do that too often as humans and it's really hard to do it correctly um I think musicians feel that a lot because you're trying to write music that has, you know, words that rhyme, but not too much, but enough. And, but it also has to still make sense in the song. Not if you're Coldplay. Not if you're Coldplay. You can just say whatever you want <laughs> and it just kind of works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so. Oh, it's the Bible. The Bible rhymes within itself over and yeah. over again. You yeah. Know, like the Garden of Eden is a template of our everyday experience rhyming with the, like, we want to be close to God. We keep choosing sin. We feel distant because of it. Yeah. But we're going to come back. <laughs> so there's a, there's a, it fits with in the biblical yeah. landscaping of what it tries to do as well. So, yeah, there's, there's the real Star Wars, uh, theological opinion. Uh, instead of just good force equal God, bad force equal Satan. Holy Spirit is force. Wait. That means bad force is Holy Spirit. Yeah. Bad theology. Don't well, learn this from is, that. This isn't uh, church preaching from nerds, usually. It's just... <laughs> yeah, people that have watched the movie a couple times. And, and taken away the, the little components. Yeah. There's a good people and a bad people, and a good people good, and a bad people bad. Well, I think it's... And this is part of the reason I need to watch the third one. It's because I was getting that sense in the second one, uh, episode two. I'm like... Are the Jedi bad guys? Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> I didn't get that as a kid. No, but now a that kid, I'm older, either. I'm like, are the religious people at the top of Coruscant who are corrupting things? And the, I mean, the Sith are coming to like overly. Yeah, the Sith are the really, out. really bad guys, but the Jedi led to the Sith being able yeah. to take over. Yeah. If the Jedi didn't exist in the government, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, just clarifying in my mind, like, Getting involved in government as a Christian isn't a bad thing. No, no, but that's a when good thing. you give your allegiance to the government yeah. instead of to Christ, exactly, 
you bring Christ into government, or you bring your ideologies, like you force, what am I trying to say? You force your faith. If your allegiance is to government and like your mind is set on this is righteousness, this is the way, and then you try to put Jesus into that, rather than starting with Jesus and starting with government. Jesus and then saying I'm here to serve him how can I influence government yeah then your template is backwards and you're worshiping the wrong thing yeah so like when I've gone to make ordinances in Jackson so that we can run what are in my mind ministerial efforts that we otherwise couldn't run I'm trying to partner with Jesus to influence governmental ordinances right um, not like the ordinances are all right and sacred. Now, Jesus claim that this is sacred. You know, I'm just trying to, it's, it's a different allegiant partnering in your mind. Yeah. And like, I also want to say, uh, when it comes to like being a Bible chap, like a chaplain, um, in a, in like, uh, in an army and stuff like that, or in the Marines or something similar, um, it's not, you're not, you're not a bad person for for doing that kind of a thing um it's actually highly respected i really think that um something like the army needs people of faith in it because those decisions have to be so difficult you know on a day-to-day -day basis i don't have to decide whether or not someone's going to die that day you know and is it going to be are we defending are we attacking how do i manage those thoughts is there just war in the world? There's a lot on that. And I think we talked about it a lot more at, uh, you've talked a little bit in the past about, you know, just war versus like pacifism and mm. Jesus is like talking on that, but you know. Yeah. I always wondered if there ever was a draft and I was drafted since I'm a pacifist. <laughs> yeah. First off. Yeah. <laughs> first off, they probably wouldn't draft me because of that. But secondly, um, if I was still forced to do it and they made me like a chaplain, <laughs> how would I like reconcile? Like, All right, guys, remember, love your enemies. Do not kill. Uh, I'm probably not going to keep my job very long. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe they make me a medic, but because then I'm just running around fixing people. But like, <laughs> I'm still not, still not into the, I still believe in my pacifistic grounding in Jesus. So yeah, it's confusing to think over that'd sometimes. be the, the funniest <laughs> thing to watch is a movie about like jamin in a war where yeah like the, the he's a pacifist that has to run around I'm the guy running out the war's about to start like hang on guys we can talk this we over can talk this over we can talk this over like and it's, that's what i did at recess all and the you time. have to like you have to like re like it's like a reset kind of a film where like you have to reset every time you die every kind time of thing. i die so yeah. like you just get shot at like the beginning like as soon as you all right out. next time what are we gonna do i gotta try, uh, some, I gotta try something different this time and like you run out and he just Dude, keeps like building we need to make this movie a That's pacifist of wartime a never-ending groundhog day <laughs> <laughs> until until in one moment he finds the way finds the to right stop way to stop the it. war yeah and it's jesus <laughs> this sounds like a pure flicks film now so i'm <laughs> i don't know i'm in, i'm in this middle uh, ground do i want to make this do i not want to make this I want to make this, but we'd have to do it right. So Steven Spielberg, um, who's who else is good at this kind of like direct movie directing? Um, who could we sell this to? I don't know. George Lucas. George Lucas will make a Star, we need a lot of a Star Wars in this. version. <laughs> we need a lot of romance, George. Jump on it. I want some. The the sand is so coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Those lines need to be just on point, or else what's the, what's even the point? Yeah, well, all right, well... It's... We'll have to talk about more Star Wars stuff in, in the fact, future. Like... In fact, I, I thought of this, we need to do this. Our Christmas podcast episode okay, needs to be on Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my goodness, yes. If you don't know what that is, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> and make sure that you find a copy somewhere to watch. Oh if you my can, goodness. since they've all been burned. We should do a watch party. We should. We should! Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll do a we've watch got party. This, we got this set up. Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, man. It's so bad. All right. Well, with that, we can choose between our catchphrases as we get out of either or um, seagulls. Stop it now. 
I can be a backpack while you run. <laughs> Alright, well, skizzy doodle, bop bop, bye, cutie pie.